Hello and welcome to Renewables Weekly, a podcast that covers the major news concerning the future of American fueling. I am your host, Frank Huerta, and today is February the 15th, 2022. Apologies for the lapse in episodes. We had planned to bring you an episode last week on renewable diesel. I was away on some travel, and as I was getting set to record that episode, there was a major press release from the Biden White House, and they announced $5 billion dollars of grant funding for EV charging infrastructure purposes. So I figured that was a much more important episode to cover. uh, And so I dug my teeth into all of the press releases and the guidances and documents that were sent out in in correspondence with this announcement. So uh, that is the episode that we're going to do today. And we're going to start with a press release that was sent out by the U.S. Department of Transportation's Federal Highway Administration in conjunction with the newly formed Joint Energy and Transportation Office. Uh, Reading directly from this press release, dated Thursday, February 10th, 2022, the U.S. Departments of Transportation and Energy today announced nearly $5 billion that will be made available under the new National Electric Vehicle Infrastructure Formula Program, established by President Biden's bipartisan infrastructure law to build out a National Electric Vehicle Charging Network, an important step towards making electric vehicle charging accessible to all Americans. So let's uh, break down that first paragraph, because there's a lot packed into that first paragraph. Under the bipartisan infrastructure law that was passed late fall, there was $7.5 billion that were set aside to help subsidize the building of an electric vehicle charging infrastructure throughout America. But we didn't know what that was going to look like. And they they did mention that February was going to be when this uh, plan would come out with more details, and they've done exactly that. So they announced $5 billion. And this $5 billion is going to be spread out over five years with a billion dollars set aside every year for the purposes of electric vehicle charging infrastructure. There was also a new acronym that was created in this press release, and that is the National Electric Vehicle Infrastructure, or NEVI, formula program. And this formula program is going to serve as our uh, basis, as our framework for how the $5 billion or $7.5 billion of EV infrastructure money is going to be distributed to the states. So I will read on from this press release. The program will provide nearly $5 billion over five years to help states create a network of EV charging stations along designated alternative fuel corridors, particularly along the interstate highway system. The total amount available to states in fiscal year 2022 under the NEVI formula program is $615 million. States must submit an EV infrastructure deployment plan before they can access these funds. A second competitive grant program designed to further increase EV charging access in locations throughout the country, including in rural and underserved communities, will be announced later this year. Okay, so this is another paragraph that is uh, densely packed with information. Uh, we'll start with the uh, $5 billion over five years. Like we mentioned, uh, that's going to be spread out a billion dollars every year. Fiscal year 2022, we'll see $615 million set aside for all 50 states. So about 385 million or so uh, set aside for administrative costs to help facilitate the deployment of this money. And you might be thinking uh, that that's a lot of money to be set aside for administrative costs, and it is. But uh, under this uh, same paragraph, we learned that 
all 50 states have to submit an EV infrastructure deployment plan. And that's going to take a lot of manpower to go through these deployment plans, make sure that they check off all the boxes that they need to check off and uh, make sure that everything is uh, where it needs to be before states can access these funds. And I'm not going to go through all 50 states. Uh, that would take far too much time. But each state has a different amount of money allocated to it. Texas actually coming in first place with $60 million set aside. Florida is third with about $30 million. And then New York, close to $26 million. Pennsylvania, $25 million. And then Illinois with just under $22 million. So if you want to check this information out, go ahead and Look me up on LinkedIn. My name is Frank Huerta, and you can, uh, that last name is spelled H-U-E-R-T-A. I will post all of the links for any relative information on this and any other press releases concerning newly formed National Electric Vehicle Infrastructure Formula Program. Uh, the other big thing that this paragraph told us is that these networks, these EV charging networks are going to be strategically placed along alternative fuel corridors. And these alternative fuel corridors are going to sit alongside the interstate highway system. Uh, if you live in any major city in the United States, then you live alongside the interstate highway system. So here in San Diego, we have the five freeway that starts uh, right where America starts in the border of San Diego and Tijuana. And when you go into the United States, you start on the five freeway and that five freeway extends all the way up through California, through Oregon, through Washington and ends at the Canadian border. Same thing with the 15, highway 15. Highway 15 starts in San Diego and it goes through the Inland Empire of California, through Barstow, through Las Vegas, through St. George, Utah, all the way up through Salt Lake, into Idaho, up to Montana, and again, ending at the Canadian border. So the Federal Highway Administration and, and the Biden administration said, look, we're going to do this. We're going to take advantage of the infrastructure that's already set in place, which is this highway system. And it makes sense because alongside of the highway system is an existing fueling network, talking about gas stations. Now, I'm not saying that all of these EV stations are going to be placed inside of gas stations. Um, as a matter of fact, the uh, press release does designate some areas that they, they want to see these EV charging stations located. And by name, they call out travel centers, food retailers, and convenience stores. Although I, I have to imagine that these gas stations are going to play a big role in this because that's where people look to get their fuel. So why change something that isn't necessarily broken that just needs to be shifted over into you know a new revolution, if you will. So changing the fuel from gas to electric, but keeping the station as it is. Makes sense to me, although you know it, it's to be determined on, on whether that model works or not. The reason I am so strongly uh, that I so strongly believe that these gas stations will play a, a large part are because of the rules and the parameters set aside that designate what a alternative fuel corridor actually is. And uh, this is from again the uh, United States Department of Transportation's Federal Highway Administration in, in a memo sent out the same day of February 10th. It designates what an alternative fuel corridor is going to look like. Corridor can have no greater than 50 miles between one station and another on another corridor, right? So they have to be strategically placed so that you can't drive 50 miles without hitting an EV charging station. I don't know what the official rules are for gas stations, but I got to imagine it's kind of the same thing. You'll see if you go on some, you know, uh, rural highways or some highways outside of the way, you'll see those signs, right? Next fueling station, uh, 20, 30 miles. Just so you know, you know, where you're at. And if there's fuel here, you should probably fuel up. 
Another stipulation for these alternative fuel corridors is that the EV stations cannot be any more than one mile outside of an interstate exit or highway intersection along the corridor. So they have to be right next to the corridor, right next to an exit on the highway, which fueling stations are currently, and you can't go more than 50 miles without hitting another EV station along the corridor. And that is what's going to designate this corridor or this stretch of highway to be an alternative fueling corridor. The Federal Highway Administration also says that the stations have to include no less than four EV charging stations that have a combined charging system or CCS connector. We went over that uh, an episode or two ago. And they don't make mention of a Chatamo port, uh, which is interesting because we talked about, you know, where is the uh, standardization going to come from? What is the port that is going to win out at the end of the day and be the universal charging port for all vehicles? Well, it looks like this CCS connector has one because it's the only one that is uh, specified by name in this memo by the Federal Highway Administration. Another point here, Tesla is named in this memo. Uh, However, they are deemed ineligible for any of these funds because they are considered a proprietary network and do not meet the designation criteria of being publicly accessible. I find it ironic. Maybe ironic is not the right word. I find it humorous, for lack of a better word, that Tesla is named specifically in this memo. If you uh, have been paying attention at all to any of this uh, uh, mainstream news for, for EV manufacturers, or if you just are a fan of Elon Musk, he has taken some offense. I don't know if Elon Musk takes offense, but he is uh, particularly perturbed that the federal government has not mentioned Tesla by name. Tesla, might I remind you, is the only reason that any of this really exists in America. He had to create a vehicle so awesome that people would actually consider driving electric vehicles. He has turned the tide in America, and he is the reason why any of this exists. So that's just me. You you now see where my bias is. I I, I truly do appreciate the, who Elon Musk is and who Tesla is uh, for for the you know the work that couldn't possibly be recognized enough is not being recognized almost at all by uh, this uh, administration and. They make mention of them specifically in this memo saying that they're not eligible for any of these funds. So take that information however you will. While we're on the subject of alternative fuel corridors, I want to make mention that these are not new in America. Uh, They first came about in uh, late 2015. The Department of Transportation was made responsible to designate national alternative fueling corridors, and they have grown uh, every year, modestly, but they've grown. If we look at some quick numbers here, in 2016, there were 34 nominations for alternative fuel corridors, dropped to 24 in 2017, and have been steadily around 24, 21, 25, all the way through October 2020. So there are currently a total of 134 designated interstates. There are 125 U.S. and state highways designated. Uh, There are 49 states that have a alternative fuel corridor, and there is 165,000 miles covered of alternative fuel corridors, which is nice, but there is a lot of work to do. Might I remind you, the United States is far behind uh, Europe and Asia in this race, which is interesting because in this memo from the Federal Highway Administration, U.S. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg says that 
The U.S. will win the EV race. And personally, I think we lost this race a long time ago, but it doesn't make this work any less noble. Uh, certainly, this is uh, something that whether or not you believe in it, whether or not you think that the grid can handle it or whether we can source the raw materials quickly and sustainably enough. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's here. This is the biggest and I think most impactful news to date that shows that the United States is no longer uh, teetering on the edge of renewables or electric vehicles. If any of the information that I, d I provided to you in the past four weeks or any of the information that you might have heard in the last uh, few years um, wasn't enough of an indication for you, please allow this to be the, the information that pushes you over the edge and, and that brings you the realization that, that um, we are no longer going to be a country that relies heavily on petroleum as a source of fuel, at least not a source of our main fuel. Before we wrap this episode up, uh, I wanted to bring our attention to the goals, right? We know that the ultimate goal here is to replace petroleum as the main source of fuel in our country. Uh, but, but what are our short-term goals? What, 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 what is this money aiming to do? And so very clearly, this money is aimed towards the goal of installing 500,000 EV chargers by the year 2030. If we take you back to this podcast's introductory episode, there are just under 70,000 charging stations in America currently, and our goal is now to ramp that to 500,000. The other portion of this goal is to see 50% of new car sales be of a renewable source by the year 2030 also. Very lofty goals. Very big, high, pie-in-the-sky goals. I, I don't think that we're incapable of achieving these goals. Um, and I certainly put my faith in American ingenuity to make these goals happen. I, I'm happy that there is now some finality to what we're after, what the money's going to look like. I talk to a lot of prospective customers all the time about this. And, you know, they ask a lot of these questions. What about this money? Where's it going to come from? And even when the infrastructure bill was passed, we didn't really know how it was going to look. And even now, when we know uh, where the money's going to go, how much the states are going to have, uh, each state is going to have to come up with a relatively unique plan in order to get this money. And then that's going to have to funnel down into individual business owners who will eventually put these EV chargers in the ground. We do know that the money will cover up to 80% of the cost of installing these chargers, uh, which is a lot. So 20% investment from from an individual or, or a business. And they obviously have to be located within a corridor that the state is going to designate. So it, it doesn't cover everybody. Uh, but, but we know now what our direction is going to be. We know where the money is going to flow. We know what our goals are. We know we need, we need to work towards. And I'm excited. I, I really am, am excited to see how this plays out. There will certainly be some roadblocks. There will be some hiccups. There will be some challenges. But I think in five years time when all this money is is divvied out and, and used up and 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 it's all gone I think our roads our vehicles and our fueling infrastructure will look unrecognizable to mid february 2022 so i will leave you with that uh, thank you for listening we appreciate it and we will see you next week renewables weekly is a bummer dude media production copyright bummer dude 2022